You're listening to the Trusting the God of the Gospel podcast created to help parents disciple their adopted or foster teenagers. Here are your hosts, Arthur C. Woods and Elizabeth Joy Woods. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Trusting the God of the Gospel podcast, week five. Week number five? Yep. We made it five episodes. I know. They're still listening. Wow. Well, we haven't recorded this one, so technically we've only made four episodes so far. Four and a tenth. Yeah. Nice. All right. Cool. Well, I just want to apologize to everybody. I just washed my hair and have a super wet head full of hair. So, um, yeah, it's highly unprofessional and you really shouldn't listen to anything I have to say today because of it. Well, you know, this is an audio only podcast, so they actually can't see your hair. Excellent point. I'm glad you're here. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. So before we get going on this week's topic, just want to review the last episode. Our goal overall for this podcast is to help parents youth workers and Christian counselors to shepherd their adopted and foster care teenagers as they disciple them in the way of the Bible and uh, in the way of the gospel. And last week we talked specifically about um, God never leaving us as orphans, mm-hmm. which was really an incredible, um, an incredible truth that we can cling to. Um, we also kind of contrasted that to how Jesus on the cross said, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? Right. And acknowledge that Jesus not only has dealt with everything that we deal with as humans, but even more so in the sense that um, Jesus was the only one that God had ever forsaken. And Jesus truly has not ever forsaken us because when he ascended, he then sent his spirit to us as a comfort. Yeah, I mean, it's as we think about the times where we have maybe felt like God has forsaken us, then we then we think about what Jesus went through and you know, the sin that was put on him to the point where God himself had to turn his back on his own son because of our sin. Right. But that's not the end of the story. Again, we we talked about three days later. Boom. It's Easter time. The grave is empty. Christ has arisen. And uh, uh, and he's he's back with daddy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. So, yeah, that's what we talked about last week, and we're going to move forward this week and talk about a few new things. Yeah. uh, Before we do that, I wanted to just kind of remind everyone out there that we do have a discipleship video series called Trusting the God of the Gospel. It's available on DVD or as a digital download, and it actually digs a little deeper into the subjects that we talk about here on the podcast. So it's really designed to help, kind of like Liz said, designed to help parents, youth workers, Christian counselors disciple their adopted and foster teenagers. And all the different uh, subjects that we're going through here on the podcast, we do address on the on the curriculum, but we go a little bit deeper. So if, if you live with or work with an adopted or foster teenager, this is a great resource for you to be able to go through and, and help disciple them, help talk to them about God, kind of in light of their own past and in light of their, their trauma. And speaking of that, I wanted to, um, uh, there's a story that we tell on that curriculum by uh, a kid named Kofi from Ethiopia. And Kofi grew up in an orphanage, uh, was there most of his life, and then got adopted and ended up in the United States with his adoptive family. And then uh, when he turned 18, I'm kind of making this the story a lot shorter than it is. When he turned 18, he actually got kicked out of his adoptive house. It became a disruptive adoption. And the reason I bring that up is because today we want to talk about uh, this idea that uh, God can always be trusted. And when we think about a story like Kofi, who was was given away by his, his birth parents, who was then adopted to what he thought was going to be his forever family, and then they got rid of him, telling 
Kofi that he needs to trust is almost an impossibility. In fact, as we've kind of gone through this entire podcast series, what we keep finding is so many of the common gospel concepts that that some of us embrace easily are just so difficult for these kids to embrace because they've been hurt, because they've been traumatized. Yeah, and I think one of the things that we need to remember um, as we work with these kids, when we say, like, I'm going to love you forever or you can trust me, is we know they can trust us, like, on the really big things. Like, we're not perfect people. We're going to fail every once in a while. But if you take a piece of their candy, for example, that you didn't have permission, quote, unquote, to take, <laughs> right. um, well, I can't trust you. Well, yeah, yeah, you can. Maybe not with a, a Mars Mini, but you can trust me. You right. know what I mean? Like, on the bigger things. And I think we need to remember as we work with these kids that there's not really a huge differential between a piece of candy and, like, lifelong commitment. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that analogy. In fact, uh, we just had, uh, as you know, we just took our girls trick-or-treating. Yep. Uh, are we as Christians allowed to say that we took our girls trick-or-treating? I don't know. Everybody knows because we have jack-o'-lanterns on our porch. Okay, so that's true. So we have been outed. It was actually, actually, we, we did first go to the trunk or treat at, at a the local church. church. Yes. So, so points for us yeah, there. Yeah, there. We got the Christian points there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless, so anyway, our house is now filled with how many pieces of candy did Two, they? 248 pieces 248 of candy. individually wrapped pieces of candy. Yep. I don't know that my children can trust me not to eat those. Which is why I said it is family candy. Right. I think that is that is key. My children can trust me in the big issues of life. Yes. But when there's random candy lying around, I'm just not sure. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a for grabs. So one of the things that, that I believe strongly is that this idea that if we want to trust people, we must first trust God. And so... Someone like Kofi is probably at a point where he's really not trusting people very much at all, and, right. and who can blame him? And as as you think about your adoptive or foster teenagers, they probably have very good reason not to trust people. And so my encouragement to them would be, well, let's work on getting you to trust God first. Mm-hmm. I think if you can get to a point where you can honestly, truly, completely, fully trust God, it's going to be a whole lot easier than to turn around and start trusting other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I think that it's a little complex and it's challenging for a lot of these kids because they're going to go to the point, the immediate, um, you know, debate or argument there is, well, he let this happen or he let me be in this spot. Um, So you need to be prepared for that conversation when when it comes up. But yes, I absolutely agree. We need to understand our place in eternity and in so doing, trust our creator. Right. So... So we kind of it, it it's kind of a double challenge here. Yes, we want want our kids to be able to trust people, you know, people that are trustworthy, of course. But in order to do that, maybe they need to trust God first, but many of them don't trust God because, you know, like right. you said, where were you God when I was going through whatever it whatever was, yeah. it was you were going through. Yeah. But what if you could? You know, our kids say, "But I can't. I can't trust God." Oh my gosh, I hear that all the time. But what if you could? One of the things that that you and I talk about a lot when you and I make decisions and we find ourselves saying, we can't do this. This isn't going to work. We ask ourselves, (laughs) but what if it could? Right. Like, let's just like hypothetically, theoretically, like what would it take for this to happen? Can I say the actual quote? Yes. Okay. What would need to be true? Yes. For it to happen. I I love love that that quote. Oh, it's like so empowering instead of like, I can't do it. Like, Okay, well, what needs to be true? What needs to happen? What needs to be put into place for my thing to be right. possible? Right. So when our, our kid 
looks at us and says, I can't trust. I can't trust God. Or I can't do science homework. Or I can't do science <laughs> homework. But uh, I can't trust God. All right. Well, what would need to be in place for you to begin trusting God? Yes. Yes. That's key. And and that's a that's a process. That's not just, it's you know. It's an elephant that you eat. Yeah, it is. One piece one, at a time. One piece at a time. So maybe it looks like actually writing down, having you, having your teenager write down, what would it look like? Hypothetically speaking, if you could get to a point where you could trust God, what would have to happen? And you just start listing those things. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And, and it would probably be extremely hard. This isn't like, you know, hey, do this, and in, and in two weeks you'll trust God. But it takes us from the, the kind of scarcity mentality of, I can't trust God. It's too hard. I just can't do it. Mm-hmm. To being open to the possibility that, yes, if these things were put in place, whatever yep. these things are, yep. then, yes, I could probably get to a point where I could begin trusting God. Yep, I love that. And that's, that's important. Psalm 9:10. Well, we'll throw a little scripture in here today. Probably not a bad idea. Never a bad idea. Psalm 9:10 says this, uh, those who know your name trust in you, for you have ever forsaken those who seek you. So I'm going to read that here in a second uh, again, but as we think about, okay, how do we get our kids to trust people? Well, number 1, we get them to trust God. Well, how do we get them to trust God? Well, like we said, we we say, well, what if it could happen? What would it have to look like? But then according to Psalm 9, verse 10, we see those who know your name trust in you. So one of the ways that you begin to trust God is simply to begin to know him. Yeah, I absolutely love that. This verse, for some reason, just makes me think of Rahab. So Rahab (laughs) is of a, you know, pagan people. She's probably being sex trafficked, so she's not having a, a fun life. Right. And she knows about the God of Israel. She knows his reputation. She knows his history. She knows the miracles that they've done. And when she comes into contact with these men from Israel, she obviously clings to their God as his salvation. And she is saved. And not only is she saved, but she's put into the line of, of Jesus. Right. So like an incredible blessing and to know his name to know his reputation to know what he can do and to believe in it to be familiar with it um to trust in it that is the power that is the power to eternal life that is like the 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 journey to blessing the right. steps the stepping stone to blessing and to yeah being known being known yourself yep and that's a good example in it and if you think about in our own life most of us don't trust someone that we don't first no no right of course in in most case we don't unless we have attachment issues right we don't we don't offer we don't offer trust easily especially if we don't know the person so there's there's a similarity between our human relationships and our relationship with god that in order to trust god well we need to start getting to know him yeah so i feel like that's that's step one so if you're if your teenager is saying i can't trust god i can't trust god like well okay let's back up a second do you know God? Right. My guess would be the answer is going to be no most of the time. No, right. I don't know God. Well, let's let's get you to a point where you're starting to know God. And then we'll we'll look back on whether or not you can trust God. Yeah. And and just for us parents too as we deal with this um trust journey with our kids who may or may not trust us in very various levels. You know, I used to have an instructor that would say to me, "I like you, but I don't trust you." And right. she would say it to the entire class as she walked around and made sure we weren't cheating on any tests, you know. And it was important to make that differ- difference there, um, to, to to split the difference down the line there. I like you, but I don't trust you. Right. And that trust is something that needs to be 
you know, we say it all the time, earned and you need to be known to be trust, right. to be trusted. I agree. So how do you how do you help a teenager then begin to know God? If the ultimate goal is to trust God, how do you help him or her begin first to know him? Well, I mean, my answer to that is going to be relational, is for yeah. you is for you to be an appropriate reflection and a mirror of God. Like they're going to, we are relational beings. So they're going to trust and learn from the people that are put in, in their lives. So my answer to that is to be like God so that he can then uh, be trusted by our kids. But then also, obviously. Wait, so you're saying for the, the parents, for we as parents to reflect God exactly. so that our teenagers see God in us. Yes, exactly. And, and they know God through us. Okay. Yes, exactly. And then introduce, you know, introduce more practical things or more tactical things of knowing God. Right. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. And I think then there's even just the the practical kind of Sunday school answers. Well, how do you get to know God? Well, you spend time with him. Right. You pray, you worship you read scripture you yeah. talk about him you read books about him you you fellowship with with other believers you spend time in a in a church context thinking about him and and worshiping him all these things over time not in a legalistic way but just with a with a concerted effort to know god Will lead, will. Yes. Yeah. will lead to you learning. It will lead to you knowing God. Right. You put yourself in the environment and you will. Right. And then as, as you truly do learn who God is and you know about God, it's going to be hard not to trust him at that part. Right. Exactly. At that point. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And one of the things that I love about, um, just before we close out here, uh, I love the DVD curriculum that we created, but I specifically love the workbook. Because the workbook asks questions in a non-judgmental, threatening right. way that allow you, as a parent, to take your teen into some self-discovery, into some awareness, self-awareness, and it all does so under a gospel light. And it also allows us as parents to like think about their kids maybe in a way that you haven't thought before or remind you of something that you knew years ago when you adopted them, but you've kind of forgotten as they've become more familiar to you. So yeah, I would definitely say that if this is helpful to you, then the DVD curriculum, Trusting the God of the Gospel, is going to be extremely beneficial to you and to your family as you disciple your kids. Yeah, I agree. So let's kind of let's kind of review a little bit how do you get your your adopted or foster teenager to begin trusting people? Well, I think the answer is begin trusting God. Mm-hmm. But then when they say, but I can't trust God, we respond with, well, what if you could? Mm-hmm. What was the exact verbiage? Uh, what would need to be true? Right. What would need to be true to make that happen? What would need to be true in order for you to trust God? Yeah. And then you go ahead and you you write that mm-hmm. down. And then we look at it in another perspective so how do we get to to trust god well according to the book of psalms we get to know him right first right so let's get to know god let's let's encourage our teenagers before they necessarily even trust god to get to know god exactly yeah i love that and it's very it's very cyclical you know it's relational you want to get to know him you want to get to trust him believe in the relationships it's all relationship bound you're exactly right and then once that relationship and that trust is is there between your teenager and their heavenly father 
then all of a sudden it's going to be a lot easier for them to uh, trust people. Exactly. So, yeah. All right, great. I hope that was helpful. What do we got going on uh, in our next episode? So the next episode, we're going to talk about a huge one. It is the F-bomb forgiveness. Mm. Forgiveness. It's a huge one. And it's... Wait, I don't... Did we just say F-bomb? I don't think we can talk about trick-or-treating and F-bombs on the same... Look, you married me and you knew I was volatile, all okay. right? So all right. fair fair warning. I forgive you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. I'm going to have to back up on that one, I guess, huh? So yeah, we're going to talk about forgiveness. And as you can see, we do it beautifully in this family. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we're going to look into forgiveness, how it's so important for as parents to forgive our kids past and as kids to forgive um, whoever it is that has needed forgiveness in their past and in their future. Forgiveness is a big one. So we're going to spend some time on that. We hope you meet with us next time. Yeah, I think I think this this week, the topic of trust and then next time the topic of forgiveness are two of the absolute biggest. I mean, uh, trust and forgiveness are really big barriers to our adopted and foster teenagers fully yeah. embracing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, Absolutely. And uh, if we can get them to trust, if we can get them to forgive, the gospel becomes a whole lot easier. Yeah. And we can obviously learn trust and forgiveness from the story of the gospel. Yeah. Which is awesome. That's true. And we can learn trust and forgiveness ourselves. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we got for you this week. We'll see you uh, next time on the Trusting the God of the Gospel podcast. See ya. Bye. Today's episode was brought to you by the Trusting the God of the Gospel video series. For more information on this powerful discipleship resource for adopted and foster teenagers, visit trustingthegodofthegospel.com forward slash shop. If you found today's content valuable, leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. And don't forget to subscribe. For more information on your hosts, Arthur and Elizabeth, please visit them at arthurcwoods.com or elizabethjoywoods.com. Thanks for listening to the Trusting the God of the Gospel podcast.